Beer Sherpa, Upright's Small Composition. This is a Birvana audio blog. Please forgive verbal stumbles and fumbles. And when you're done listening, consider a pint from Birvana's partners, Guinness Brewing of Dublin, Ireland, and Baltimore, Maryland, Freem Family Brewers of Hood River, Oregon, and Rubens Brews of Seattle, Washington. Their support makes this site possible. I was looking for a musical term that means small composition as a nod to musically themed upright brewing. Bagatelle, aria, what do I know? I'm a Philistine raised by Joe Strummer and Lou Reed. In any case, today's beer is a wee 3.5% gem and a masterclass on doing more with less. Called Midnight Reflection, the beer is a saison brushed very lightly by the flavors of wood and wild yeast. With a flagship pilsner, an increasing, uh, an increasing number of hoppy experiments, and a forthcoming Cascale pub, Upright is hard to pigeonhole. Yet through its many explorations, Alex Ganoom has always been committed to these kinds of beers, and they form a through line of the brewery's identity. As I was reminded with the first sip of Midnight Reflection, it's well-deserved. I don't know anyone who makes them better. It is possible to make lush, full-flavored tiny ales, much as Americans refuse to try. The challenge is getting a rush of flavor that doesn't overbalance a beer erected on delicate scaffolding. Moreover, including intense flavor components like American hops or wild yeast complicates matters. In Midnight Reflection, Upright manages the trick by using a very light hand with the wild yeast, and here the slight malt base is an important asset. I assume the brewery conducted a typical primary fermentation, and based on the fruitiness of the ester profile, probably a characterful one. Upright has open fermenters, which accentuate ester production, and Ganoom may have called them to duty as well. That just doesn't leave the Brettanomyces much to work with, so the wild yeast contributes only a hint of acid and funk. Where it really shines is the incredible peach note that emerges from all this biochemistry. It is above all a richly fruity beer. Skagit Valley obsidian barley and oats round out the grist, and the latter aids the beer in another key way, giving it a fullness and density that overcomes its low alcohol. Peach note, you say? On Tuesday, I quoted Imperial Yeast's Owen Lingley describing a similar note found in his Loki strain at the right temperature, unique in his experience. In terms of single strains, I have no doubt that's true. Good breweries can always find a workaround, though, and upright, using the alchemy that comes from multiple strains in time, pulled it off. At 12 years, Upright is no longer the shiny new object in Portland's beer scene. We recently voted on Best Brewery for Oregon Beer Awards, and it didn't even make the shortlist for Portland. Yet my view hasn't changed. Upright just doesn't make bad beers, and they rarely make average ones. And the number of beers they make that knock me down with their subtlety and mastery is all out of balance for such a tiny place. Anyone who isn't trying these beers as often as possible, or visitors who skip the brewery when they come to town, are really missing something special. Grab a midnight reflection to see what I mean. Working with even less. On Tuesday, Ezra Johnson Greeno convened a tasting panel to consider non-alcoholic beers for the new school. I don't want to step on that post, but the experience was enlightening in a couple of ways. I've had a fair number of NA beers already, but the exercise of slogging through dozens of them highlighted lessons harder to discern when you're sampling only piecemeal. One, NA beers are products of process more than anything else. They can be made a lot of ways, but that method will define the portfolio. When you taste them together, you see far more similarities among a family than among styles. That is, a stout made at one brewery will more closely resemble the same brewery's golden ale than another brewery's stout. Some NA beers are listed at 0.0% ABV. 
Tom Bly, CBA, or AB InBev, I guess, experimental brewer, knew what this meant. The beer didn't go through any fermentation. The resulting products don't taste like beer. They aren't necessarily bad, but if you were hoping for a replacement for leaded beer, you'll be disappointed. A number of the NA beers did the job. Though sitting with Tom and Breakside's Ben Edmonds, another of the tasters, I realized they had a number of technical issues you really can't escape. The one thing even the best NAers ba- NA beers lacked, however, was that crisp snap at the finish. Every NA beer we sampled ended on a sweet flabby note. I hadn't really noticed it before, but now I see it's a dead giveaway. Which were the best? Which were the worst? You'll have to stay tuned and read Ezra's post.